I think I should probably be talking. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Bettsford's Golf 2024 American Express here with my friend as always. Fresh hat. Got some shelves behind him. Andy, what's going on, bud? Yeah, you haven't. Uh, they've been up for a little for the football viewers, but people haven't yet to see. I don't know if I have a lot of golf stuff on there. I've got a football signed by Victor Cruz from the Profit Exchange folks. I got an Andy's beer can. I, this is a golf trophy. <laughs> this is uh, this is for last place and Myrtle Beach. It's a horse's ass. He, they didn't give it to me. I had to buy it, but it was worth the 12 bucks. So that goes up on the shelf. But yeah, I'll have to get some golf stuff up there as well. And yeah, we are. <sighs> it's fun to be into the California swing and all, but we're into that part of the year where, hey, we have a full field. But guess what? It's still January and the sun goes down a little early. So we're playing on three courses. And a big, you know, a big reason for that is is the amount of daylight you have. If you try to even do split tee times on one course, we're just, we're finishing round two until noon on Saturday. It just doesn't work. So I'm fine. You know, I'm fine with the Amex doing this. I would like to see the shot link stuff that they were starting to test out at like, do you, was it hero? Um, do you remember like the shot link, the wearable shot link stuff? I would love to see some of that come into play on some of these courses where we don't have that sort of thing. Um, even if it's shittier, it's something compared to just getting zero stats from, you know, these non-shot link courses. And we're used to shot link being sort of shitty at times. Anyway, it's, it's you know, like, it's, I've seen the people, like, I've been to tournaments. I've seen the people that run it. Right. It's it's like a 60-year-old <laughs> dude with an iPad sitting there in the sun like he's he's doing the best he can but for the most part it's a lot of volunteer work so i would like more stats to come out of this it'd be great but for now i'm you know it is what it is we'll get uh final route stats and we'll get everything from stadium so you want to explain nice. the uh the rotation well first how much how much uh sony did you watch did you watch did you watch any sony on sunday because it was up yeah, against I so he was okay yeah, I know it was tough to catch a lot of the week. I watched more on Thursday, Friday, obviously, than, yeah. than I did the weekend because of the football up against it. But it's still, it's still a good tournament, and I did enjoy watching the uh, the beautiful scenery, the W, yeah, good the palm trees, palm trees back. Yeah, good to be back. Good to get the uh, palm tree. You know, first real uh, outright sweat out of the way steals years off my life. You know, Ron and I had uh, Keegan. I was painted as a, uh, you know, mass hole homer uh, on this program for back in Keegan and uh, not wrong, and but I almost, for it. yeah, I did. Uh, man, yeah, he gave that away. So did Benny Ann. Kudos to Grayson Murray, who was not on anyone's radar last week. And even in maybe the, the FBI's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anybody who doesn't get that joke, go do, do, do a deep dive uh, on his social media. Yes, yeah, it's not. It's not great. So, but kudos, Amy. You know, he's got clean. He's figured his stuff out, I guess. And uh, yeah, I mean, even though the broadcast had him buried, uh, and then he just kind of gives himself a a chance there on the seventy second, and then comes back and saves himself with just absolute bomb on the first playoff hole. Yes, yeah, it, it was interesting starts of the year. But we're back in the wagon here. Amex speaking Andy, on the wagon. Andy broke it down. Uh, yeah. um, you know, and it, it's funny too. The one of one of the matchups that I had still going into the weekend, I was feeling pretty good. He had a sizable lead, but 
Uh, I knew the tournament was getting right down to it. I wasn't watching uh, towards the end. I, I was going to bring it up for like the last few holes. But obviously, again, there's football. And I said, oh, I should check how Benny Ann's doing because I had Benny Ann versus uh, Siwoo Kim, who had both made the cut. And I'm like, oh, she's like straight up going to win this thing maybe. I, I might have uh, had the weirdest matchup where I bet the guy who wins versus uh, over the guy who won it last year. He ended up winning by quite a few strokes, obviously, because he was in the, you know, when you're in yeah. the playoff, you usually win your matchup. Boy, that would have been brutal to lose. I wonder if that's <laughs> happened where a, a pre-tournament matchup has been two players that have been in the playoff and you got to sweat it out really to the, to the bloody end, but good job by him. Um, I, I liked him a lot, especially against Siwu. It would have been, I, I guess I didn't care if he wins or not. I didn't have an outright on him or anything, but. Congrats to Murray, and yeah, huge number there. We're kind of in the same spot again here. Usually this is a tournament where we've seen some bigger numbers, but Absolutely. but this is a little different, and we're going to run into this, I think, probably all year long. This is one of the strongest fields we've ever had here. There is uh, 10. I think without a doubt. Yeah. Ron, Ron in the preview called it the strongest field we've ever had here. I'm going to trust him on it. 22 of the top 50 ranked players in the world are here in, what are we calling this? Just La Jolla, La Quinta? Uh, PJ West, Coachella yeah. Valley. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's weird. I, you know, I, we've seen kind of a better field here of late. And then I just thought with the way that the kind of schedule broke down, coming over from Hawaii. Uh, you having some guys, you know, some of these guys are guys that played at Century and didn't necessarily play at Sony, but like with some of the designated or elevated signature events as we were at this year, I thought this one would kind of be left to the side, especially with three course rotation. You have the pro-am element. That's not something that a lot of guys love to do, but solid, solid field. And yeah, hopefully we, this is all we want, right? So I don't really want the stinkers. We want these these guys going, at least a handful of them going head to head each week. So, yeah, glad we got Scotty. Cantley and Xander like to come here, apparently. Afinao's been here every year. Burns, he's been here. You know, Sanjay plays every week. Um, you know, JT didn't qualify for the century and wasn't going to go just play uh, Sony. So, you know, we get him to start. So, yeah, really solid. We get, and we get Daniel Berger back, too, who we have not seen for yeah. a, uh, 18 months, 2022. Been, it has been a open. very long time. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is a. Uh, a decent field. So pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the three course rotation. It's the one we get the stadium stadium course, the P die track. Everyone's going to play there on Sunday. If you make the cut 54 hole cut. So everyone's playing all three of the tracks. You typically see, I think it came out and I shame on me. I didn't look at it this morning. Some of the other stuff I was doing, but um, you typically see like the bigger name guys playing on the, uh, P die track on Saturday. So they get back to backgrounds. Yeah. Cause typically that's where the cameras are and you want to, be able to showcase those guys on the weekend when you get a better, you know, bigger TV audience. But look, birdies everywhere. Uh, you you got to score regardless of what you're doing here. All three courses are below average in terms of stroke gains. Uh, you know, score to par, uh, top ten easiest courses on the track. So we're going to look at some of that this uh, this week here. You've seen, you know, guys get into the mid to high twenties to 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 win here. So yeah, you got to be running hot with a flat stick. These aren't. There's not a lot of danger. Stadium course has, you know, the, the bunker that's like uh, just, what is it, the entire length of the, it's like 80 feet down and the entire left side of the fairway. Uh, there's some water on that course as well. Otherwise, yeah. 
pretty user-friendly, slower greens, easier pin placements because you have the Pro-Am element. And that's part of why you have these guys be able to go flag hunting pretty easily. Yeah. So pretty much nailed it. Everyone's going to play all three courses. Like you said, some of the big names will end up on the, the good course, you know, the, the course that we're going to use for Sunday and Saturday. So they do, I don't know if there's a distinct advantage if anyone's ever proven that out. I know some people use that as a narrative, like it's advantage to play stadium two times in a row. Um, but also sometimes it's turned out like, Oh, I had to play, you know, the, the tough, I'll say toughest, but I'll kind of qualify it with they're all easy. It's just the yeah. toughest of the three. It's like the three goofy dragon meme. This one is slightly less goofy. <laughs> um, but, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, I had to play the tough course when it was a little windier or something. The weather was bad. You can get screwed over like that. But for the most part, I don't think it matters a lot how your rotation sets up. They're all very, very resort you know, courses, like you said, because we have the pro-am stuff, we're not going to have really difficult pin placement. So scoring is going to be pretty heavy. We'll, we'll have a little tougher pin placement on Sunday once we jettison the amateurs. Sure. But, you know, for the most part, the, the course defenses are the, the hazards on the stadium course. There's some big hazards. And the greens are a little tougher on stadium. Um, otherwise, Nicholas is like, hey, here's some wide fairways and some par fives that you can – you know, you're, a lot of people are going to be putting for Eagle on Nicholas. And then, you know, even, even La Quinta, the fairways aren't quite as wide, but the rough just isn't tough. Like the, there's very few defenses. There are going to be yeah. easy courses. We're going to see a lot of scoring. Um, and, you know, that's, I guess, that's kind of all I have to say about these. There's not a ton to talk about this week with these, you know, with these golf courses. We'll, We'll see how they play. Um, Ron talks about his preview, and you guys talked about it yesterday. The the agronomy of the greens. Um, we're kind of in the, in the dormant season for the for the grasses that you'd normally see here in the summer. So it is just going to be a lot. It's not quite bent grass level greens, but damn near. It's close. They roll pretty pure. So you're not going to see difficult bumpy putting like we will see with some of the West Coast POA and what you see with even the grainy Bermuda that we saw the last few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. These are pure, pure and small greens. So, um, you know, guys got to take advantage and you got to make uh, the par fives. You got to clean up on and make eagles. The eagle rates are astronomical in comparison to uh, you know, your typical tour event. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think you got to take advantage if you are hanging a 70, uh, or high 60s, especially on like La Quinta, you're you're probably in trouble. So it does make for I think some interesting live ads. Um, if you're watching and you like to get into that market, you like to add outrights live. I think it is important to understand what's been going on. Uh, we'll add those obviously for subscribers in the Discord as the week goes on. I'm gonna have a pretty. I mean, I might allocate the same amount. Um, pretty short card. Um, part of what I'm doing here. I per personally just have not had a ton of success. At this event, so I don't want to overextend. I might want to look, you know, for different ways to attack it versus uh, thinking that I've solved it. And part of that is just we have this in California. We get these multiple course rotations at this time of year, pro am elements trying to jam in with less daylight. Uh, you know, eighteen holes and all these things is why we have the, the three course uh, situation. But yeah, just harder for me. I typically we, we like to have more data. We have. Literally no data on some of these, so it's a little bit harder. Some And something I did want to look at, too, you talk about live betting. You know those tweets that you get from 
PGA communications yeah. that, you know, like Bolton will retweet and some of those that show the pin placement. Mm-hmm. Is that something they stick with for the first three days? Like everybody gets to play the same pin placement at La Quinta? Because That's it's a, a whole a really new group of folks rolling through. Like, why would you take the time to, you know, you move it on a normal tournament for the variety, for the for the challenge to ramp things up for the weekend. And I, I can see them changing the pin placement of stadium course from Saturday to Sunday, obviously for the, you know, put the championship pins in. But I'm curious if, like, if we do get the same pins every day, I, I hadn't really thought about that. I wanted to go look that up. It's on my list of things to figure out because I think that can affect, you know, some of the yeah. live ads you want to make. If you know the rotation, and I mean, the rotation is pretty simple. I uh, I always write it down so I have a little cheat sheet because if one of the courses is playing even easier than normal or more difficult than normal, and you know where you're, you know, some of these guys are headed, you're looking at the prices, it's definitely worth something to factor in because they're yeah. all going to score, but you know, there's a chance they just don't do a great job of, you know, placing some of these pins and a couple of the holes play even, you know, a quarter, a half shot easier this year. And had not thought of that. And I think it's a interesting, interesting point. See if we can dig in and, and find that out. I would, I would think surprisingly, they would probably would leave. Them I wouldn't the, move the, them. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, yeah. these are different people. It's fine. Just leave them. Like uh, yeah, we got fairways to mow guys. We got things to do. The sun, sun's not even up yet. It's yeah. uh, we don't have daylight. So, all right, let's uh, key stats. You want to talk key stats for a minute before we bring up the model or what? Yeah. Uh, well, what are you looking at? I mean, it's, it's tough, right? It's like, it's some, there's some less than driver stuff here. You, you, we know how spiked putting weeks are going to matter. Hard to model, hard to kind of pinpoint those out. Uh, like any course, you need to be dialed in with your wedge game. Um, you got to be able to score, right? So we need like birdie or better. Um, I want to look at some like Pete Dye stuff I think can matter. Some small green stuff, some West Coast stuff um, in terms of just like overarching statistics approach. Um, birdie or better rate. Uh, those are kind of the things I'm I'm honing in on. I'm not trying to like overcomplicate things this week. Yeah, a lot of scoring stuff, I believe, just like last week. Everyone's going to be yep. looking at birdie or better rates. Everyone's going to be looking at maybe maybe some around the green stuff to a lesser extent. But again, with the approach, but less important with the uh, you know just the wide openness of this course. Yeah. Probably par five scoring, as we mentioned, par five birdie or better rate. Perhaps if you want to get even more granular. Um, it is going to be another one where, you know, we're, we're always light on putting, but towards the beginning of the year, I am using it a little more where you need some guys that are able to putt. You can look at, you know, we can split it out by putting on the wet West coast or putting on the, you know, on some of these desert courses to try to pick out the guys who've putted well on the, you know, on the dormant greens like this. Um, not really a big proximity range I want to zone in on. It's going to be, you know, 150 to 200 on a lot of these, but I think it is going to be proximity, birdies are better, a lot of scoring things, and then probably just overall ball striking for me. Yeah. A uh, question in the chat here. Have we ever had a first-time participant win here? Um, I believe so. Um, we've also had some guys that have, like, played here a bunch, never performed really well, and then win. So I think there's – has some familiarity, so like it's not like necessarily a sticky course history place. We also have the recent trend of guys playing at least once in Hawaii. 
Yeah, you're kind of speaking my language too. Like Minwoo, I know some of the fields were slightly less, but he he kind of uh yeah, he's kind of I don't know, coming in with form. It's weird to say coming in with form when you're at the beginning of the year because you have to, you know, look at relative strength of fields with some of the fall events or with some of the guys or even some of the guys that went and did, you know, some of the the DP World Tour stuff or we're playing in the fall in some different spots or, you know, eventually we're going to get to the spot where the DP guys start coming over and it's not all at once. Like, it's just like, oh, hey, you know, we, we get to Florida in a couple weeks and actually more like a month. And then a few guys start to come over and you got to start to sort that out. So it's hard. But, yeah, as Kobe's pointing out, Minwoo is kind of dialed in, man. Yeah. He's got his Lululemon look. He's looking fresh, playing playing hot. I'm a, I'm a Minwoo guy this week. Yeah, I mean, look, if you're going to look at any die stuff, uh, Minwoo's – I will say nearly one, but it was in the final group on Sunday at the players yeah. uh, collapsed pretty early in that one against Scotty, but uh, you know, not a guy that would profile there, but look, you've seen some Aussies uh, play pretty well on die courses too. Uh, whether it's the, you know, familiarity with the grass, good West coast guys. Yeah. He's uh, he's definitely humming. It makes some sense. So uh, yeah, let's uh, let's bring up the, the rabbit hole here. We're going to talk about this one. If you're not familiar, uh, this is our new customizable, officially licensed PGA tour database where you can do all sorts of stuff with uh, all the best data from the tour. Uh, and we have lots of filters, features and customization pieces that you will not be able to do anywhere else. We're going to run through some of that today. Uh, there are, again, you can head over. This is really free on the site to kind of run down all the things that are included in the rabbit hole in terms of filters, conditions uh, you cannot find anywhere else. The ability to uh, download into a CSV, is fantastic. Uh, and again, some unique filters and customization that I think you could find really, really valuable. Also super exciting is we have partnered with our friends over at Vivid Picks. Uh, obviously Vivid is a familiar name. If you've ever bought tickets in the secondary market, uh, Vivid Seats, same company. Uh, and they have a Pick'em game, similar to some other ones out there in terms of you know Pick'em DFS, whatever you want to call it. Uh, a faux sports betting matchup, basically type market. They will start to have golf here very soon. We're hoping this week. Uh, a simple new depositor, five dollars, five dollar deposit and play through Vivid Picks. Use our promo code Betsports Golf. You can click straight off the links here on the site, and you can get a free subscription to Betsports Golf for the entirety of the 2024 season. Get access to the Discord, all the picks, all the plays, and the rabbit hole to do your own research. Uh, we have our DFS optimizer coming very, very shortly with new projections. We'll have a matchup tool as well if you like to bet head-to-heads. Uh, you can you can head over to betspurtsgolf.com and find this article on the top of the screen to find out how to take advantage. Important too, Vivid is only available in about 27 states. If you are not located in one of those states, simply DM us on Twitter at Betsports Golf, you can DM me, Andy, Ron Kloss at PGA Splits 101, and we will set you up with the best available promo, promo code uh, so you can get access to the site for, for cheap. We obviously can't match the $5 deal, but we can be pretty aggressive and make sure we can get uh, access to you to be able to play around with the rabbit hole. And uh, again, make your uh, your betting season a lot more fun. We're excited about it. Uh, you can also contact us uh, on email here, contact at betsportsgroup.com. We can help you uh, take advantage of it. So 
All right, let's, uh, let's build a model. Let's do it. You can see if you're looking at this for the first time, very straightforward. Uh, at the top, you can see we are looking at the golfers displayed here for the fields. You can mess around with uh, lots of different views from a strokes gain standpoint. You can get into all these scoring metrics, putting, all the things we're going to do. Mess around with the time frame. Mess around with the rounds. We're going to play around with all of it here. Uh, Andy, what should we, we want to capture some sort of like overarching strokes gain total type metric too, just to make sure we're, we're not missing out, you know, the getting too granular and not looking at the best guys in the field. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I was thinking of either, I built my model and I just, I anchored it with okay, SG it. total, but okay. I, I, I think you could do like a, take a year, just last year's, you know, SG total or um, strokes gain ball striking, just, you know, Give me yeah. who are the best ball strikers for last year. Give that like a 25% weight just so you're not going to have people flying up your, your modeling. Because the worst thing you want to do is, and it depends what your end use is, I guess. You know, if you're looking for something really granular to use as like a some sort of tiebreaker, it's fine having weird guys pop up at the top of your model. But I don't like it when Scotty Scheffler's at a tournament. I build a model and he's like 48. Because right. I've picked some, <laughs> I've picked some very small sample random stats to add in there. You know, he should be <clears throat> near the top. He doesn't have to be number one, but putting something like total or and look, I mean, just looking at uh, sort sort by salary. So these, you know, these are basically odds. Right? So if you yeah. you see the guys near the top, you know, look down the total column. A lot of heavy green at the top. Look down. You know, ball striking, obviously Dace, Jason Day and Manuli are a little lower, but you're going to get a lot of the guys. So probably total is your best bet for this. Um, just, you know, last year's total strokes game is basically probably a probably a better ranking than the OWGR. Yeah. If you wanted yeah, some sure. sort of anchoring. You can see all to do to add it to the model. Simply click the add button, the plus button here. You can add a description for yourself in your notes. You'll see where that populates. Um, but we'll keep it moving here because we're not going to add too, too many things, mostly for yourself. Um, yeah, so I think that captures a little bit. We should, I think we should do something that is capturing West Coast golf uh, or California specifically. Do you have any, any yeah, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, go, in, go into the filters. Okay. And, you know, we, we can look at just the event season. We can just click the West Coast season. Obviously, something like that only includes a few tournaments. So even if we we're looking at last 12 months, we're only going to get, you know, a few tournaments. So this is something you maybe want to go out to two or three years. I, yeah, I mean, you could you could go five years if you wanted, but I'd say two or three. You click on three, you're going to get, uh, you know, how guys played on the West Coast swing. You know, that is going to be the Amex, Pebble Beach, um, Farmers, what have you. So it'll give you kind of a, a little bit of a, a feel for how the overall – performance of most of the guys in the field were at these events over the last couple of years. I don't know if you wanted to go more granular than that. You could do the, you know, just like putting. I mean, putting's right there. It's one of our, you know, the core strokes gain metrics. Sure. So how did guys putt on the West Coast? But, you know, ball striking, total, putting, whatever you want to do here, even approach. Interesting here too, Scotty, who we typically, obviously the only struggle ever is random or putting weeks uh, over a you know, 40 round sample here in the last three years on the West coast, uh, six in the strokes game putting, which is uh, something that I would not have expected. But again, I also feel good about this too. Like we're not looking to build a model that lands with 
um, you know, Canley, Scheffler, and Shoffley at the top. But there's a very clear to me big three this week. Uh, I guess you can make the case that Sanjay uh, is fourth in that. And I feel good about the fact that these guys are uh, coming in on top. So, um, yeah, let's, let's, uh, we'll capture this as, this is uh, just California. I'm going to put this in uh, just for us, West Coast, last three years. All right. We have some fairly easy scoring conditions here. And that's, you know, we can either do look into con uh, like filtering by that as a condition, or we can do, you know, just capture birdie or better scoring type metrics. Do you have a preference? Yeah, we could go to easy scoring conditions. So get rid of West Coast, try to capture. Anytime anyone was playing on a course where the scoring conditions were easy or very easy, click them both. Yeah, we'll click them both. We can, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's going to include your Detroit's, probably your 3M's, some of the other spots where scoring goes bananas. And again, it, it depends how far you want to go back on this. Maybe somewhere between one and two years on this, looking at uh, how how the guys in the field have scored relative to the rest of the field when everybody was scoring or at least you know it was above average scoring rounds for you know the field in general yeah. look at that and the postman the postman taking advantage cantley shuffley scheffler still well up there weird yeah. um you know we're not breaking <laughs> ground and those guys being the, the class of the field but it's fun how uh, the names kind of changed cam davis popped up a little he's a guy i bet against last week um yeah, Cam Davis. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I see it. Yeah, and has played well on some of these uh these smaller, less than driver courses, actually, which is uh yeah, interesting. So some of the names that do pop out that weren't in the top the top for the other ones. We are seeing obviously Eric Cole dialed in anything that's capturing anything strokes game total, uh, because his short game's been so damn good. Uh he is gonna be popping here as he is. Uh, Taylor Montgomery came into this event last year on fire and uh, flirted with the top has been pretty poor otherwise, but again, easy courses. He's made his hay because uh, he can get white hot with the putter. Uh, Steven Yeager, Jason Day, JT, uh, again, we're seeing for the first time here. And again, you could see here it's capturing uh, this number of rounds, which I think is interesting here as well. So we will look here. Uh, this is, let's, we'll add strokes game total. Uh, easy. Very easy. You can see here uh, this little red dot here. Uh, if you're watching with us on YouTube, get the it tells you that you have a condition uh, that is selected, and it actually will tell you what those are here as well, which makes it easy for you to understand what's on and what isn't. You can X them out. Uh, you can reset all uh, just to make sure that it all goes away, so you're not like getting too granular in terms of having multiple conditions set uh, and, and getting a little bit ahead of yourself. So. Scoring, what should we do scoring-wise? Probably just some birdie or better metrics. Um, okay. I am i don't want to get too wild outside of what we've done already, so some birdie or better percentage and then probably some par five stats to throw in there because, okay. again, if you're not a guy who's been able to take it, there's so many different ways to score and be good at par fives. Some of it is, hey, I'm massive off the tee. And when there's a par five that I can drive it 350, 400, maybe if we're looking at, you know, last week or two weeks ago, that's uh you know, that's a way to do it. There's some guys who just have really good accuracy, middling, middling drivers, but they're great with their long approaches as well. 
So I think par five efficiency in general kind of captures different, you know, it's going to be different ways to find yourself with the Eagle putts. Yeah. I like it here. You see here in the drop down menu, uh, they have putting. We can get into putting ranges specifically. Uh, we'll capture some of the scoring. And as Andy was touching on, we have efficiency metrics for par three, par four, par five scoring as well. Uh, let's just look at scoring here real quick. Um, Birdie or better rates. Uh, you can capture birdie or better rate from the fairway, from the rough. Uh, I don't think we need to worry about pogey avoidance per se. Uh, eagle rates, I think, is just interesting to kind of glance here. We don't have to add anything, but uh, let's see. Last six months. Grayson Murray, it's, weird. Very weird. Uh, what are we getting? Last six months. We're not. We're getting a pretty small sample of uh of rounds for some guys let's let's look at 12 rounds minimum Six well, again, a lot of golf, at, not a lot of golf yeah maybe we go to 12 yeah let's try to include more of more of last year's season otherwise you're barely getting back into like the playoff yep playoffs is not making grayson murray uh 35 i mean pretty decent sample size here uh what about just over 100 what are you on efficiency? Or what, what what's your? I'm just there? I'm just in pot. I'm in scoring. I'm just looking. I went on to look at Eagles just just as a see if there was anyone that was surprising. Yeah. Pull up pull up birdie or better percentage. Just the the furthest left column there. <laughs> Kevin Kisner. That's why you're six thousand under DraftKings. Sheffler Cole auction. Talking about golf. Yeah. yeah, toasty toasty small round sample, but uh, a name that we're gonna probably be seeing a little more this year. Yep. Toasty is a guy that is i think he's your i didn't think i'd use him in one and done this year and here i am using him at the Wyndham kind of guy sure if he can keep his head on straight he runs a little hot <clears throat> he does um yeah so this is interesting too and like looking at this in comparison like i wouldn't want to like overfit anything and look at birdie or better fairway versus rough but knowing that like the rough here is very different in terms of like like it's just not a lot of like thick, deep, rough. So even that, I'm not super worried about. But interesting to see some of these guys here. Uh, you know, like Xander popping here from birdie or better rate from the fairway uh, at the very top. He's top five here as well. Obviously, Scotty uh, doing Scotty things. Actually, is a name that is interesting. Um, and some other names here that I would not have expected. Uh, I, I guess actually makes sense. Actually, is a guy who will have some psycho scorecards. Sure. Birdie or better percentage. You know, a lot of birdie or better percentage is like, hey, I had six birdies and, you know, 12 bars. Or actually, it's like, I had nine birdies and nine bogeys. <laughs> you know, we, we do have some, we do have some, you know, fucked up cards from that guy sometimes. So, um, yeah, let's actually... add it. Let's add birdies right. or better. Let's do it. And then that, that'll include eagles. So you have a little bit of overlap. A little yep. bit of double counting on par five scoring, but yeah, let's add let's add par five scoring as well. Okay, probably the last thing we do here is par five scoring. If you it's want par the five, last thing I do. <laughs> you want par five average, or do you want birdie rate? <sighs> kind of thinking about it. We're we're not looking for, you know, someone who's okay or above average. We need a guys who are absolutely taking advantage of the par fives almost every time okay like pars you're, you're losing strokes to the field if you if you have a par absolutely yeah you can take advantage we'll, we'll add par five birdie 
a little double counting, but we can factor that in. All right, once we have all the things that we would like added, you simply click this Create Mixed Condition Model. We'll bring you into a new tab here. You can see the five things that we've added. We'll default to these weights, but we can do anything we want. Again, I added a couple of descriptions since we have a, a handful of strokes gain total. I wanted to clarify uh, to understand at least when we're in this menu here what those would actually be. Uh, so what do you want to do? Is there, do you want to adjust any weights? Because oh, we're getting a pretty heavy birdie or better in terms of yeah. Again, let's, let's drop we need those it here. Little, let's go twenty five percent on the top one. Let's go twenty five for uh, that's our anchor. That's just how did how did they play last year? The next one is how did they play on the West Coast the last three years? I think that's probably fine. If not, maybe something that should be a little lower um, on easy scoring conditions. That's probably fine too. So we're sitting at one hundred and five percent here. Um, I guess, yeah, put the, put the West Coast stuff up to 25% as well. And then maybe we drop the last two to 15. Okay. Downweight them a, a slight bit. Yeah, we're still capturing. I did, I did one on my tablet the other day it, uh, with this when I was at the jump park with the kids. Nice. Wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't too tough. I had a little pen, though. The stylus helps a lot. So let's give it a name. Let's call it the, you know, the betting show model. If you are you know, already a subscriber. You can go find this under the expert rankings. We'll save this. So you can go take a look at this later on. If uh, you know, it's hard because you can't, you can't click around on this while we're doing it. We're controlling everything. So if you didn't want to go book, look at this later, it'll be saved under the expert rankings as BSG show yep. dash Amex. So let's save it. Yep. So what do you actually, what he's talking about right here, you could see view expert rankings and you click on this and you'll be able to see, anything that we have so you can already get uh, the model that i created andy's is in here too and one from ron uh as well so which is uh nice and easy for you to see again you want to see where do we have similarities where do we differ uh which is you know i think pretty a pretty valuable resource and when you get down into it as well you could see here i have all all your past models saved there's no limit um so you want to go ahead and see what you have down here uh, you could save all your previous models. You can build, you know, have some just straight up off the T models. You could see uh, accuracy models. You can build some just like baseline form stuff. Take a look at that running each week. Uh, save as many as you'd like. All right, we will save and generate. And let's see what's been done. I think we're going to get Scotty Shuffle at the top, which I think is probably the right way to do it. Patrick Ganley. All right. Sanjay. Scotty, Sanjay, Xander, Finau wraps up your top five, which I think is uh, is really interesting. If you aren't sure, you want to just see here, you can see it strokes in total. Uh, if you hover over the little icon here, uh, it will tell you all your little filters. This is what we have. So we're looking here in this instance, uh, last 12 months, strokes in total. Uh, we looked here into West Coast events over the last three years, strokes in total. So that's there for you too, in case you forget. So yeah. Canley at the top, Scotty behind him, Sunjay top three. Obviously made a ton of birdies last time out at the Century. Uh, Xander, Finau, Cole, Wyndham Clark, Jason Day, Tom Kim, JT Poston uh, rounds out the top 10. Um, no real surprises. I mean, the order we can obviously him and haw about, but no one that's really surprising to me that's inside the top 10. Uh, Postman's been playing really good golf and, you know, I think probably is, is, earned his way here. And, and you look in terms of DK salary, as you mentioned earlier, kind of as an indicator as well of, of, you know, 
almost like a betting market in, in a sense. So yeah, not surprising. Let's see here. Uh, Hadwin, this is a, you know Adam Hadwin open. He's come here and uh, fared very well historically. Zal is still going to be grabbing, uh, you know, good golf. Zal. Uh, and you know we'll get there. We're just not probably not there yet. So Zalatoris would make me uh, a little bit nervous here. Uh, Putnam can roll it in. Here's Cam Davis again. Well, and, and you screw up. You see Justin Thomas. Let's remember one of our you know one of our weights here is how did you play? You know a fifth of this model is how did you play over the last three years on the West Coast? That's why Justin sure. Thomas. I mean, looking at that that dark green number for him, that's back when he was good. You know, obviously after last year's struggles, it's not like he was terrible at the beginning of the year either. It really started to kind of snowball through the spring. So obviously everything you do, take with some context, just like Noonan said with Salatoris. Some of that is pre-injury Zal. Yeah. Um, reports are not great from his camps right now. Somebody I'm avoiding and actively betting against probably as we go. We'll see who he's matched up against. Um, I don't know. Any uh any wagers? Do you want to talk wagers? Yeah, let's talk wagers. Let's uh bring this down here. Uh look at the top of the board is guys that we would expect to be at the top of the board. And there's some names in here that are interesting. I just wasn't in love with a lot of the prices. Uh and I'd love to get your thoughts because I don't know if you've gone to the window or if you have any thoughts. But Scotty is obviously at the top of the odds board, basically five to one, five fifty in some spots. Uh Chris is even shorter than that. Uh, Cantley has separated a little bit from uh, Xander. They were kind of basically together at, at nine at open. We've seen some drift. Uh, Cantley kind of holding there, shuffling, getting a little bit longer. It's almost his own tier. And then you get another tier of guys in that next range uh, with Sanjay leading that. JT, you're, you know, you're not getting – you're talking about bad JT. We're not getting bad JT discounts here. We're getting JT at 22 uh to 27 i guess in the marketplace and again like when i'm thinking about good jt this would profile as a place he didn't come a lot but like look wayward drives aren't that problematic uh he can get himself into wedge range very easily he is fantastic uh in that instance and has been a one of the best if not the best birdie maker on tour since he's come into uh you know being a regular tour player so unfortunately we're paying the freight as if he did not have the 2023 season that he had. So that's a little tough for me. A Minwoo love, I get 25 rich. Again, you're paying for that form. Yeah. Minwoo might be more of a matchup bet kind of thing for me, depending yeah. on who he's against, or maybe a top 20 kind of look that that number is very rich to have him lower. I mean, basically in the, you know, the he's Tom Kim price. Like he's Sam Burns price. He's Eric Cole yes. price. It's a little, little short. I like the guy. It might be matchups or positional stuff for him. Maybe a live bet, but yeah, uh, off the top, like just looking at what I liked and looking at the numbers, it was Minwoo, it was Tom Kim, and it was probably you know maybe even some Eric Cole again or Poston. Poston's thirty-seven fifty at uh, Chris. Maybe a look for me. I haven't really pulled the trigger on much outrights. It's been mostly matchups as I, I usually bottle this part of the season anyway. On, on uh, I think I've been cursed since last uh, century where I had the huge lead with, mm. you know, last, yeah. two years ago when I had the huge lead with Morikawa and he bottled it. And my outrights have been just uh, 
kind of a lot of bridesmaids. I went full Noonan on that for a while. So I kind of took it easy in this uh, in this part of the uh, calendar. But no, th- those are guys I've looked at for sure. I'll run some – I got to run some extra models here and a few other things before I get all my matchups figured out. That's something I'm going to focus in on this afternoon into this evening. I'll have uh, – if you if you subscribe to the golf newsletter, I'll have uh, – I'll probably put a couple in there. I had some good feedback from somebody who's like, hey, you didn't put where you bet this. It's like, well, that's because I bet it at Bookmaker. And it's like, <laughs> you know, this is something that's uh, – if anyone uses a betting oh. screen, you know, Spank Odds, Don Best – it was like I try to stick to one that's on the screen that's going to be in the 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 list, the big list. So it's going to be on all the paperheads. It'll be on Bookmaker. It'll be on Bet Online. It'll be on probably Caesars. Um, but it's weird because uh, you know the, a lot of the legals just put random matchups like that, not on the board, not something that's at other books like just whatever they want to put up a lot of them put three-way matchups which are kind of goofy too so i am gonna but i'm gonna dig into DraftKings and FanDuel offering and maybe try to put something in the newsletter that people who have legal betting options actually can find yeah definitely a, hopefully a gain for domestics this this year i'm probably not uh but yeah there's definitely opportunities Put some more matchups out there it was interesting some books too didn't really participate in uh, i like top 40s uh, we didn't really get those at a lot of places last week. Though we did get like more to, to I think, better to make the cut prices, which I liked. You know, I liked I, I've subbed out my uh, T40 parlays for make the cut parlays and went two for two last week. So maybe I can go uh, if I have some guys down the board that I like to make the cut. Maybe that's a an avenue that I explore a little bit. So um, place for me, I've made two. I'm making one at the top of the board that I haven't made yet. I'm kind of letting it drift. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna bet Xander. Um. Yeah, so I didn't like it at nine. I was really frustrated to see it open at nine. Uh, but we're up to twelve on DraftKings. I'm gonna. I don't know. I don't think it's gonna go back. I think maybe we can drift a little bit. So, um, I'll probably play Xander at twelve. But I'm gonna hope I get a, a little bit of a longer number. Um, just the best. I mean, the best price of the big three guys. Uh, California kid who's played really good golf throughout his career here. I uh, did not make the trip to PGA West for like a, six years or so. Came last year, finished third, played really well. Um, he just he's played good golf in California, played really well in easy conditions, as we kind of ran earlier. Uh, really good year last year, just didn't find the winner's circle. Like ran into buzz saws uh, at Wells Fargo with um, how Wyndham Clark played. RBC Heritage was in the mix as well, almost made that playoff with Spieth and Fitz. Finished solo third there, played really well. Again, another P die track tour championship, uh, another one. And just again, Vic got him, played really good golf, tried to catch Vic, and Vic pulled away again. But like best year ever, stroke gain approach, best year ever, strokes gain putting, just a tad worse than his best overall strokes gain total year, but didn't win. Uh, I think he's going to win a couple this year. I think we can get off the mat here pretty quick in, in 2024. So I'm going to go to Xander, I think, at the very, very top of the board, and that pushes everything else I did way, way down. But that would be, uh, again, just because I don't love the other guys like you talked about. Like, I like Tom Kim. I like Min Woo. But, like, there's just not enough of a, a gap for me from where we are with, with Scotty Cantley and, and Xander. <sighs> yeah, I, I'm not there with the top of the board. But I, I agree with everything you said. I just hate betting yeah. favorites. I know. You know who I am. It's just it's it's not something I do love. 
it's God, he's probably the play, but do I want to get to, I want to pay five to one for a guy at a spot where like we need to get to like almost 30 under it's probably not the Scotty place. So getting Xander at more than double that, I feel he has, you know, um, better than double win equity. Um, so I'm going to will, willing to do it. So then I'm going to go down the board all the way to Cam Davis. I got an 80 on hold Cam up, Davis. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. The whole time you've been talking, I've been working on this. Soundbar now, so we have that. Oh, I love it. Yeah, love it. yeah X, I've never had good luck. I feel like I bet him at the maybe the waste management two years ago. Okay. Maybe the, the one that Scheffler won. God, who was the who was that uh Thigala where he was almost Thigala. he was almost there? And I had Shuffle. It was Shuffle, Scheffler, Thigala. <clears throat> and I don't think I've been on X since. Maybe I have. Oof. Yeah, what uh, what are we thinking down the board? Because it is a better field, but, man, there's some good names and some big numbers. I went all the way to Cam Davis. Back to back. Yeah, Cam, Cam, who we uh, we talked about, who popped earlier for us, and is, what, 20th in the model that we ran on the site. Uh, part of that is he's, he's getting a bump for – uh, really strong performances on easy and very easy scoring conditions. Uh, the interesting thing with Cam Davis is like, so he got his one win at the Rocket Mortgage, uh, where you either got to go low, but kind of a you know mm-hmm. bombers track there. Uh, but you look at the rest of his places where he's played really well. I've been like die tracks. He's played really well historically at the RBC Heritage. Played really well at the Players. Um, some like less than driver stuff where you need to score. Is I think been a good spot for for Cam Davis. So I took an eighty. You know, there's like fifties in the market. I wouldn't have been super excited at fifty. Hey, you got a good number. Yeah, yeah I, I can't be mad at you. I was mad at you at first. I said this is a dumb bet, but <laughs> eight, no, eighty eighty is a great number. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah like I think Fitz, you know, real first round leader last year. I mean, uh, last week, and then kind of you know fell back a little bit. But yeah. And then I went all the way in. He went to bomb with a mindset of like, hey, Adam Long, uh, Andrew Landry, Hudson Swafford have won here against you know decent fields. I went Swafford. Hudson Swafford twice. I know. Uh, yeah. He's just like a really shitty Harris English. He is a Harris. Yeah. Hudson Swafford is uh, – it always makes me think of uh, the Masters bit from uh, – uh, what's his name? Who does the like the oh what's going on? Tony V now? Where is yeah. he now? I, <laughs> got Chris Vernon. Chris Vernon. Chris Vernon. Yeah. yeah. That's what's going on at Augusta. You got a country club name. You got a country club game. Yeah, I love yeah. uh Hudson Swafford. Uh yeah, so shout out to Chris Vernon. That's fantastic content always on uh on uh, Masters uh Thursday. But yeah, I went all the way down to Sam Ryder at 200 to one. Uh Sam Ryder. Also played good golf on the West Coast. He is actually tops the field in strokes gained approach in the last 36 rounds. He's top 10 in the last year. We've seen spike putting weeks. They typically have happened here on the West Coast. So at 200 to 1, uh, he's definitely going to be on the card from a finishing position bet standpoint. He's probably not winning. But remember last year, like, what, 54-hole leader at the Farmers? Again, yeah. like, in putt. Like, he can – he's had some nice rounds. Last two times out, top 10, top 13. So uh, I was surprised he was the first, my first bet that I made uh, Monday morning. I, I like Sam Ryder looking at stuff ahead of time on Sunday night. And it's a big number though. 200 is a big, big number. Yeah. So well, that's a good, that's, that's a good one. 
That's all I got. When I'm going um, to the top, obviously with Xander, you 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 know you kind of shorten the card a little bit. So yeah, if I had to do some outrights, probably post and Kim, you know, near the top of the board, and then uh, maybe homeless Hubbard. Okay, I get there. Let me uh, let me uh, see what uh, I don't know what my best price would be. One twenty at Chris, which means so Chris is going to have when you get above a hundred, they don't tend to be like two, three, four hundred on some of these mid range names. You go hunt around. I bet I can find one fifty, one seventy five. So I'm going to look around on Hubbard, just kind of looking at the the course fit model I built. I got to look at how he played, but he's not horrible as far as you know. If you just look at his overall performance last year, good approach player. Yep. Uh, middle of the pack, par five guy, but the, the putting is there. The greens and regulations there. And he's he's just kind of a, this is probably a good top 50 bet or top 50, yeah. top 40 bet. You know, maybe I will, I will do some uh, positional stuff this week. 175 on Caesars, See, 170 on FanDuel. Yep. Yeah. So kind of look at maybe I kind of got to bet him now. Nothing worse than talking about somebody during a show, and yeah. oh yeah, and and come Sunday I'm watching football and I'm pissed as I don't you know I, I don't actually have that 175 ticket on a on a guy who's like in the second to last group. Oh, I'd be just it ruins your whole day. So um, at least you, go, you know you got to put a saw buck on him. Yeah, that's that's why I had to click uh, Sam Ryder in an event where you know Scotty Scheffler is up. But I'm like, I know I'm going to bet on Sam Ryder to win this event. Like, well, I can't not have it because God, that would yeah. be that's a miserable experience. So MJC yeah, Harbor Taylor Montgomery first round leader. Don't hate that. First round yeah. leader is tough, and I feel like even though the courses are similar in difficulty and scoring average is not going to be that different. I feel like you'll have three first round leader markets up, which yep. suppresses the numbers because you're only going up against like 40, 48 players, but it's fun because you can, you know, you can take some single shots on three different courses. I enjoy that. It makes it difficult to track as far as that goes. You kind of just let it sort itself out for 90% of the day and try to figure it out later on. I did build a spreadsheet the one year I did go heavy on some first round leaders on multiple courses like this on a West coast event. And I had to build a spreadsheet that pulled in a leaderboard, but then also color coded people based on what course they were on for me. It took me like 30 minutes to make this, to make it happen. But it was it's like, otherwise I just won't know how these guys are doing or I'll, I'll be freaking out when I see a guy, Oh, he only has one guy in front of him. And, you know, the whole time you're wondering if they're on the same course. But, yeah, it should be three different markets. That's a lot of fun. Maybe probably, uh, maybe a f- fun one we'll do later this week. We, we pro- I think we asked this stupid question last year, and I don't know what it is, but can we can we, can we parlay first-round leaders? That's – I don't know about locals, but that feels like a – I mean, that feels like a Bavada Bodog thing. Like, they let you parlay a lot of stuff. <laughs> you can, I, you know, I mean, I've I've parlayed to win a golf tournament with, you know, to win a golf tournament. Yeah, if it's two different events during the same week, you would think they'd let you go. I'll, but I'll go check that out for sure. Pavada slash Canadian Bodog. Because we have Aaron Rye in the in the event here. You know, Aaron Rye always loves to big Thursday guy. 
you know, th that feels like a one leg of your parlay and then you find someone else you like, uh, you know, Rye loves a good first round leader sweat. So not bets for me. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't dabble uh, in first round leaders, but hey, to each their own. I, you know, sometimes I just don't like fun. I don't bet uh, first <laughs> touchdown bets or touchdown bets either. But uh, yeah, it's all good. And five dimes you could have. Yeah, you're 100 percent right, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Five dimes used to be where we placed the 25 leg to make the cut masters mm. parlays. It always got ruined by mm. one dipshit who was going home with like, it's like, oh man, I mean. Larry Mize almost, or Sandy Lyle, or you know, this guy almost made the cut. You missed it, so. Uh man, I had uh, to win five k, uh, ten leg make the cut parlay last year at the Farmers, and the only leg that didn't make it was my one and done, and my top of the board outright pick of Will Zalatoris. Um, every other leg made it. It made it, uh, and that was very, very, very painful. So yeah. But yeah, those are fun. I like to make those every week. They're fun so, for sure. Yeah. Even like the, you know, the two, three leggers to make the cut, you, know, you can get some good golfers down at, you know, plus 120, plus 130, whatever. Uh, save the math conversations for a different show. But that's all I got, buddy. You got anything else for the people? Yeah. No, I think that's it. Obviously, check us out over betsportsgolf.com. Um, runs previews up. You can read, you know, most of it, some of it, the stats and data is behind the paywall. But again, hey, if you're gambling on golf every week, well, even if you can't do vivid, it's 20 bucks a month. It's like five bucks a tournament. Like it's not, not asking a ton if you want to take advantage of some of the premium features over on the site. So, and if you do want to go through the vivid thing, you can get it for five bucks a year. And I mean, some people have gone to links to not pay $200 a year and just be able to get that for five bucks. If you are not in a vivid state, but you are near a vivid state. You can drive across the border to sign up and put five bucks into play, and they will send you a code to get a full year of Betsports Golf for free. Um, obviously, costing you just the five bucks you had to go play over there. If you know someone who's in a you know in a state, you can have them sign up and meet the requirements using our codes. Like just there, there's a there's some ways around. We just we're just trying to get vivid their signups, and they're obviously sending you the code. So, ask us if you have any questions. Our DMs are open at Andy MSFW at RY Noonan at PGA Splits One Hundred and One and at Betsports Golf on the Twitter machine. And for us, we'll catch you during the tournament. See you guys.